In the eleven years since I became king of Jordan, I have seen five conflicts. The Al-Aqsa Intifada in 2000, the U.S. invasion of Afghanistan in 2001, the U.S. invasion of Iraq in 2003, the Israeli invasion of Lebanon in 2006, and the Israeli attack on Gaza in 2008-2009. Every two or three years, it seems, another conflict besets our troubled region. As I look forward, my greatest fear is that we will soon see another war between Israel and its neighbors, triggered by a yet unknown flashpoint that will escalate in terrifying ways. The conflict between the Israelis and the Palestinians goes back to the early years of the 20th century, but the impact of their struggle is felt very much in the present. Since the breakdown of the peace process in 2000, about a 1,000 Israelis and over 6,500 Palestinians have been killed and many thousands more injured. Today, the whole Middle East faces the critical challenge of resolving a conflict that has almost defined the modern history of the region. If we succeed, I believe we will strike at one of the main roots of violence and instability in the Middle East. Many in the West when they look at our region, view it as a series of separate challenges. Iranian expansionism, radical terrorism, sectarian tensions in Iraq and Lebanon, and the long, festering conflict between Israel and the Palestinians. But the truth is that all of these are interconnected. The thread that links them is the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. For Muslims, the Arab-Israeli conflict is qualitatively different from any other in which they are involved. Contrary to what some like to say, it is not a religious struggle. It's a political conflict over rights and land. In 1900, there were around 60,000 Jews and 510,000 Arabs in the land of historic Palestine. Following a century of mass immigration, there are now over 6 million Jews and only 5 million Arabs. Many Jewish immigrants came during the persecution by the Nazi regime that culminated in one of the greatest tragedies in history, the Holocaust. Many more came later when Israel opened its doors to Jews from all over the world. The 1948 war resulted in the displacement of hundreds of thousands of Palestinians, most of whom have never been allowed to return to their homes. The 1967 war put many more, especially those living in the West Bank, which had been part of Jordan, under Israeli occupation. Millions of Palestinians live today under Israeli occupation, and Israeli actions are threatening the identity of Jerusalem one of three holy cities in Islam. The importance of Jerusalem, in part, explains the centrality of the Palestinian issue to Arabs and Muslims the world over. A point not well understood in the West is that this is a global issue. When I go to Indonesia or China and meet with Muslims, they want to talk about Jerusalem. When I went to New Delhi, in 2006, and met with the Muslim community of India, I was asked, when are the Arabs going to solve the Israeli-Palestinian problem? When Pakistanis list their grievances, 
Right after India comes Israel. The Palestinian issue is a cause that resonates among all the world's 1.5 billion Muslims. This explains, but does not justify, why radical groups like Al-Qaeda, claiming to want to liberate Jerusalem, can manipulate the cause and draw others to commit acts of terrorism in the name of defending Islam and the Palestinians. It also explains why groups like Hezbollah and Hamas, although very different from Al-Qaeda in mandate and ideology, arm themselves against Israel, and why calls for resistance are embraced by a growing number of Arabs and Muslims. This call for armed struggle against the occupation gains more credibility as efforts by Arab countries like Jordan, Egypt, and the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia to achieve a negotiated peace